When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Roleplay Retcon does not own any part of the movies we retcon, nor are we associated with the artists who make them. The soundtrack for this episode features performances by Amanda Cole. You can find her at facebook.com slash Amanda Cole or her YouTube channel. Welcome to Roleplay Redcon, the podcast that remakes the movies that lets you down. I'm Ben. Uh, I'm one of the core members here. The other two core members with me are Jensi and Alex. Say hi, Jensi and Alex. Hello. Hi. Hi. Today, and Alex. Today I'll be going by Alexander for reasons. Yeah. Um, and the reason for that is because we use uh, lots of different role-playing games or storytelling games or improv games to remake these movies and today we're using for the queen and we have the creator of for the queen with us uh alex roberts so can't have two alexes so we gotta have alexander and alex hi alex how are you doing hello i'm doing really well thanks for having me yeah no problem i'm so excited you're here actually i'm very excited too it's fun <laughs> um if this is your first episode of roleplay recon that's okay uh we all of our different movies can be listen to in any order um as long as you start with the first episode of that series this one's a little different though because this is going to be the only episode we're going to redo this whole movie uh in one episode and what is that movie what are we doing we are doing the bodyguard starring kevin costner and whitney houston now if you're a little familiar with the bodyguard you might be wondering why we're doing it because I think the last time I checked it was the fourth highest grossing movie of all time and the number one highest grossing soundtrack of all time. Uh but it was critically That's panned. Bananas. Yeah, it's bananas. It was critically panned when it came out. I think it's about 30% on Rotten Tomatoes. So kind of a wild thing there. <laughs> but we have also watched it and it's it's fairly silly. If we're going to try to keep those kind of thoughts reined in, though, because usually at the end of a series, we do a episode called Rehash. But this time, one time only, this is not a future precedent. Uh, the rehash for this episode will be a Patreon exclusive. Alex, have you seen The Bodyguard recently? I have never seen it. I watched a couple of clips on YouTube and I read the Wikipedia plot summary and engaged with like the critical reception of the film a little bit. Um, yeah, so that that's kind of the extent of my familiarity. It's your standard. It's your standard Kevin Costner movie. <laughs> it seemed like pretty, you know, watching the clips and stuff. I was like, oh yeah, nineteen ninety two. That yeah. yeah, that checks out. That's, that tracks. Yeah, there's there's <laughs> there's really two things you need to know. Uh, Whitney Houston can sing, and yeah. uh, Kevin Costner is a weeb. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. That's all you need to know. The director of this movie really, really wants you to know that they like Akira Kurosawa and Metropolis. <laughs> yes, yes, the like, the like Yo Yojimbo like inspiration, but also not very much of it, just a little bit, you know, just a tiny yeah. bit, just just to make it sort of an unflattering comparison. I have a lot of feelings about it, but I am not allowed to share them because we're not <laughs> supposed to share all of our feelings. But I'm going to later. So, all right. Alex, I think at this point, we're going to let you drive the bus. Okay. All right. That's great. Um, so we are playing For the Queen, uh, which is a card-based game. Um, so the way that it works um, and the way that it's designed is that anyone can just sit down and pull the first instruction card and start reading, and you can play this game. Um, there's nothing else required. You don't have to prep a story in advance. You don't need to decide who's GMing. Um, and the game is about... 
a group of people who are joining a queen on a long and perilous journey. They've been chosen for this uh, journey because the queen knows that they love her. Um, and uh, basically, you just every player draws questions from a prompt deck and then answers those questions about their character or about the world that they're in or about the queen. And you just go around a circle and you continue to do that until you eventually reach a prompt card that says, the queen is under attack. Do you defend her? And then all the players answer that question in character. And then the game ends. And that's it. So, yeah. So depending on, on how kind of deep in you shuffle that ending card, you can play for, for like half an hour. I, I've run 10-minute demos of this and people have a good time. Some people want to just do the entire deck and leave that at the very, very end. And you can play for like four hours and get into this big thing and start drawing maps and character charts and everything. But um, but it's really designed to just kind of dip in and dip out and have fun with it. So we're going to be kind of adjusting it on the fly so that it applies to um, you are the bodyguards of a pop sensation, a Whitney Houston equivalent. Oh, also, we're playing the Roll20 version of this game, which um, if you're listening, if you want to play it online, that's the best way to do it. Um, there's this whole module that's built into Roll20 um, that you can get. Uh, so normally the way that we would start is we would all, we would draw cards from the instruction deck. Um, and as it says on the first instruction card, go around the table clockwise, taking turns reading these out loud. Um but because we're kind of playing this modified version, I'm just going to bring out um, the some pieces of lore and we're going to decide our turn order and we're just going to take turns reading these cards. So I'm going to pull a bunch of cards and we'll all get into the habit of reading them in turn. So I'll read the first one, um, which says, the land you live in has been at war for as long as any of you have been alive. The queen has decided to undertake a long and perilous journey to broker an alliance with a distant power. The queen has chosen all of you and no one else to be her retinue and accompany her on this journey. She chose you because she knows that you love her. Share my life, take me for what I am, cause I'll people often play this in a kind of medieval fantasy way or put it in a historical setting or do very high fantasy. It's also been played in like a sci-fi way where you have like, you know, the snake queen of the galaxy um, or the queen is just like an AI that's being kept in a little box or um, I've, I've played this with like where it's the prom queen and we're going to the prom at a rival high school. Um, so you can, you can really interpret this setup. So, thinking about our story like what's the what's the mashup between this fictional setup and and the bodyguard the actual film as it exists i have a confession to make i thought that we were all playing one person and taking turns being that person because i didn't want to <laughs> i didn't want to know too much about this because i found out that you could just like play it out of the box i was like well then we'll just do that uh so this is really funny for me um, so I've never played it where we're all just one character, but I'm also like not averse to that. I'm okay. I'm not exactly pitching that. <laughs> I think I think we can make this work. So our our queen, our queen will be Rachel Marin. What Marin? Yeah, Rachel Marin. Or we can uh, come up with good names. Either one. <laughs> yeah. He's uh, in like whatever us. his name was, Frank Farmer. Amazing. Frank Farmer. American Farmer. Name. <laughs> Frank, we got Frank Farmer. We got Tony. Somebody can be Tony. Mm -hmm. And uh, somebody can be Cy, as weird as that would be. <laughs> I, oh, wait. No. The, they could be, um, who, what was Frank's assistant's name? About Henry? Henry? Henry. Henry. Yeah. You Henry. know what? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, as long as we're all in some way in service to the queen, to Whitney Houston's character... 
um, then like it works. It totally works. As long as we're all with her, we're going on this journey together and we are, you know, we're bound to her in some way. So yeah, Frank, Henry, uh, Tony, we need one more. What about the manager? We Or we could just make up a whole new character. Yeah, we could have some OCs up in here. That is true. Yeah, okay. So mm-hmm. Al- Alex, ha- having not watched the movie, what's 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 like a role you would want to have if you're working for Whitney Houston? I love the idea of like an executive assistant, like of not being an actual bodyguard, but just like I get I get the lattes, you know, or like I I call your cab or whatever. Technically, the character you're talking about is kind of her sister, but you don't want to be her sister. I say we just let Alex make up their their own character. Great. I can't. I'm going to have a self insert character in The Bodyguard, the 1992 film. Um, that's the kind of legacy I want to have on the internet. Um, it's great. And and the best thing is we don't even need to decide who is which character at the beginning. We can kind of let that come out in play. Um, but it's good to know that there's some there's some extant characters in the fiction that you can kind of take on and lean towards your character being that. Or if anyone else, too, wants to be like an original character in it, um, that's probably what I'll do just because I know the least about the film. Um, but, you know, anyone can. And it's all about our original takes on the characters anyway. Um, so, uh, again, another thing is that if we were playing this normally, we would look at this um, this pile of illustrations on cards and we might select one that we want to inspire our queen. But of course we already have an inspiring queen in the personage of Whitney Houston in this film. So we already know who we're picturing and what that looks like. By the way, the, the queen illustrations are, are beautiful. They're so good. Thank you so much. We had an amazing cast of illustrators. I think there's like 13 cards and there's like 11 or 12 illust- different illustrators that we brought on and they're all amazing um and yeah i'm i'm very very proud it was a very fun art direction um to just to just talk to artists and be like what do you think a queen looks like like how do you express queenliness um in unique ways so thank you yeah i love getting that feedback so again these are just more instruction cards in this one uh it says like the just talking about that card that we're going to draw at the very very end the the queen is under attack do you defend her um and we shuffle it in uh, also, I have a specific instruction card in here that's just, you may notice there's an X card um, built into the Roll20 module. So basically, we are allowed to just answer these questions that come up however we like, and we're going to be pulling the questions themselves at random. So just so you know, answer as you like, but um, anyone can either X a card or X an answer to a card. So if we pull something that's just like, ooh, that kind of takes things in a direction I don't really want to go, you just exit and you draw another one. Um, nice. Yeah. And you can also pass the card to the person next to you. Um, so if I pa- if I drew a card and I was like, mm, I'd rather hear Jensie's answer to the question, um, then I can pass it to her. But she can then take that card and say, mm, I'd actually rather hear Alexander's answer to this question and pass it to him and so on. Um, but you can also just X a card when you get it. Um, or if just anything comes up that you're like, eh, I don't really want that, then you can say, let's just X that and we'll come up with something else. Um, so yeah, so we'll just keep, we're we're just now going to randomly draw cards and X them if there's anything we don't like and answer them if we are excited about them. And we'll just keep doing that until I will show you this card, um, until the, the queen is under attack card comes up. And when that comes up, we will all answer it. And then the game is just over after that. We get a little cliffhanger ending. Uh, I don't think I should go first. I think anyone but me should go first. Let's go to the next in the line then. Jensi, you should start us. What do you do for the queen that anyone else can do, and why does she make you do it? So um, anyone can walk with the queen to her... um, like separate recording studio away from her living area. Um, But she makes me do it because I whistle along when we're walking and it amuses her. Um, Something I forgot to add is that you're, everyone's totally cool to um, ask follow-up questions or make suggestions for potential answers, but it's up to the person who drew the card. If they want to like take that suggestion or answer that question. 
Do you always whistle the same song? I do not. I just make up songs. That's why it amuses her so much. That's very cute. I like that. <laughs> I I learned how to whistle just for her. I didn't know how to whistle before. Oh. I think I've been assuming that love meant romantic love, but is that necessarily true? There's many, many different kinds of love, and they can change over time. That's right, Ben. Duh. (laughs) (laughs) Draw draw a card, Alexander. I will. I will. All right. You sometimes think you might be the queen's favorite. Why? And why does this worry you? Oh, boy. It's because I make the queen laugh the hardest. Why does it worry me, though? Hmm. Why would that worry me? I feel like I might be a joke. Whoa. Whoa. (laughs) Brutal. No follow-up questions. You are considered ugly by almost everyone you meet. How does the queen make you question that perception? Um, she has this way, uh, like, she does that with everything. She really has this, like, star quality where when you're around her, you feel like your best self. And it's just the thing, the, like, I can't emulate, I can't tell you something that she says because I'm not her. But it's just the way she says things and that you, you start to, you become convinced that it is in your head, that you aren't ugly, that you have, may, makes me not worry about those kind of things. She always compliments me. I can't wait to find out what what you do for the queen, uh, whether you're the bodyguard or who. Yeah, this is, this is delightful. Oh, my. The queen touched you once. What about the memory of that will stay with you forever? Um, you know what? There was one time we were walking down the street uh, in this in this big busy city, right? We're in like New York or whatever. I don't know where the movie is set. I'm going to assume L.A. or New York or something. And um, and you know, I was very focused on what I was doing and almost walked just right out into a street, you know, um, at a stoplight. And she just didn't even look out, but she just sort of, she just sort of reached out and put, and put a hand on my shoulder, like to just kind of stop me, you know, without saying anything, without saying, oh, look out or whatever. Just, just this very calm, very poised, just reach out. And, and I stopped and was like, oh, shoot. And I think what stayed with me about that is that it was a very small gesture, right? That you would just do if someone, you know, was about to walk out into traffic. Um, but there was something really unusual about her doing that. You know, she doesn't seem to, she doesn't always pay a lot of attention to other people. She's just very, you know, magnetic and very charismatic. But she had obviously, she was obviously paying attention to where I was going and I wasn't. And I don't know, there was just something really sweet about that. What color was the car? Yellow. It was a taxi cab. You saw the queen do something terrible to keep the retinue safe. What was it? Did you come to respect her more or less afterward? I don't remember that ever happening. I'm going to exit. The queen thinks more highly of you than you do of yourself. How do you know this? Um, well, honestly, that's kind of not hard to do. I, I put myself down a lot, not usually out loud to her, obviously, because that's not very professional and I don't want to bother her with that kind of thing. Um, but in my head, I do put myself down a lot and I have like much higher standards for myself than, than I do for other people or for, I guess other people do for me. I don't know. But, um... Even though I don't say those things out loud, I think that she can kind of tell um, maybe when I do something silly or say something silly, I have a look on my face or something, and she just smiles very sweetly at me, and she always has very high praise for me. She always um, praises my efforts and... She, whenever uh, she introduces me to other people, she always talks very highly of me. So that makes me feel really good about myself. What, what is the thing that the queen always compliments you on? 
it's usually different, which makes me feel like it's real because if she just always complimented me on the same thing, then I would think that that was like her script or whatever. Then that was the thing that like, I'm good at this thing, but no, it's always something different and, and new. Like for example, the other day, um, she was introducing me to, uh, someone and she said that I was, um, that I was one of the most kind and empathetic people that she knew, and she had never said that before, and I thought that was really nice. The queen gave you a compliment once. What was it, and why have her words stayed with you? The queen once complimented my haircut. I had taken a rather bold move, uh, shaving one side of my head whilst growing out the hair on the other. Yeah, from from a movie I saw recently, it was a it was a pretty cool flick, and uh, she she liked it, and I've been keeping my hair that way ever since. Is it a flat? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's not. No one's gonna get why that's funny. <laughs> Alex doesn't like flat tops. The end. That's not a hundred percent true. It's just not what Kevin Costner had. What did you bring with you to protect the queen? Oh, man. I think this is really going to solidify my character now. Uh, I think I think I brought lefty and righty. <laughs> my fists. <laughs> is that what's tattooed across said fists? Yeah. yeah. A- except, obviously, there's not, like, enough space, so it's not a Well, you just double tattoos. up the letters. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I'm Tony. I think I'm Tony. Nice. I think I have to be... I think I have to be just muscle. I'm not really, I'm not like, in, I guess I'm a bodyguard in like that sense, but I'm not, I don't have like military training. I'm just like a strong, ugly guy. Good to have a couple of those around though. Like, I feel like, um, I know Kevin Costner's character is like, like a former special agent or something, right? But Tony has the vibe of like a former bouncer at a nightclub. He's definitely a nightclub bouncer, right? Yeah. I'm also not I'm not a very creative guy. I didn't I didn't come up with fun names for my fists. <laughs> which fist has the tattoo lefty and which fist has the tattoo righty? <laughs> they're on the correct ones, mm-hmm. but if you look very closely, you can definitely tell they're cover-ups from something else. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it and it may have been when they were on the wrong ones. <laughs> well, see when I look at you though, then Righty's on the left and lefty's on the right. So I don't know what I'm getting punched by. That was his uh, original thought. And then everyone kept asking him why they were on the wrong fist. So he just oh, got right. it. In boxing, they call that a rope-a-dope. <laughs> he was like, it's stage left. It's stage left. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. He loves the theater. Tony loves the theater. Right. People don't really know that. We're getting why so they named much it that way. Rich backstory. How does the queen remind you of her status while on the journey? Um, I think, I think when it, when she wants one of us to do something, it's not always necessarily asking. It's just like a Tony will singing, do that. yeah, or like you know Frank will Frank will do this or this this needs to happen or whatever, um, you know, or or yeah, she'll just say that like someone needs to do this and then she'll just kind of wait until it happens. And it's just kind of, you know, we all get along. We're all pretty close um, and we have to work very closely together. But she yeah, has those subtle ways of just reminding us, you know, who's who's uh, paying our ch- our paychecks. The queen trusts you, but no one else in the royal court does. Why? Well, that is because I am the newest member of the retinue. And um, I guess I just haven't really been here long enough for other people to fully trust me. I guess that's a thing that happens with a lot of different groups. Um, But the queen totally trusts me because she has, um, because I've guarded her one-on-one many times. And um, like there have been plenty of opportunities for me to do something not cool. And I've always been you know, really cool. trustworthy and yeah, really cool. So Jensi, is this you taking up as the newest member? 
Is this you taking up the mantle as Frank? Well, I could be Frank or I could be the OC. Mm, yeah, that's true. Can't count out that OC. No. Ye- yes, I'm gonna. Uh, yes, I am Frank. <laughs> I was getting Frank okay. vibes. That's what I was feeling. Yeah. What is something you do for the royal family that has prepared you well for this journey? I am the royal family's chauffeur, and so I'm very skilled at driving us to our destination. Which I'm assuming we do. We decide our destination. Is it gonna be the uh, the Oscars? It's yeah. It's that makes sense, mm. right? It's got to be yeah. the yeah. Academy Awards or the right. Academy yeah. Awards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're and we're on our way there, right? So I'm taking my role as Henry. Like you're the driver, and that means you have to be a competent driver. What are the yes. other? What's the other skill or skills that people don't always think about that make you a really, really good man for the job? I am communicative. Mm-hmm. I uh, type seventy-five words a minute. <laughs> Oh. Uh, I like long walks on the beach. Mm. And I am I'm always wearing driving gloves. Oh. Well, that just sounds the suspicious. Overall well, they're they're they're, fi- they're, fin- they're fingerless gloves, so do you get to control the radio? Yes, 100%. What do you what do you listen? What do you put on? Journey. <laughs> wow. What brings out the queen's cruelty? Uh, whew, uh, I want to do this one. I don't want to exit, even though it is a little uncomfortable. Um, the t- t- temptation is to just do what's in the movie, right? The temptation is to just say she doesn't like her life being meddled with. She doesn't like it when things... She doesn't treat us like we're not people. But if we do something that disrupts her daily life, she can get very angry to the point of it maybe hurting us a little bit. Um, like as, as much, she never makes me feel ugly and she never makes me feel, but she can make me feel stupid. Um, and she might, she might even apologize for it later, but doing it over and over again and apologizing for it every time is not really an apology. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about someone who like kind of has this very managed life as a famous person. And so autonomy and having a little bit of control is really important to her. But that means that she can really lash out when that feels threatened. But the thing is, is as much as that hurts me, uh, I love her. And I want to make it so I don't like it when things disrupt her life. And I'll, I'll do what I can to keep it from happening. Partially maybe out of fear and partially maybe out of love, which is sticky. <laughs> but I love her. I love her. What can I say? See that lady over there? I love her. <laughs> You arranged for the queen to be ambushed on this journey. What did they offer you? Um, oh. Okay. Intrigue. This is great. Maybe you are the sister. <laughs> she is the sister. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah, spoilers for yeah, the bodyguard, by the way. <laughs> wow, yeah, I guess I am the sister, actually. Um, What did they offer you? I mean, here's how I'm going to answer this, right? Like, so yes, I, I, yeah, I arranged... I arranged for her to be attacked and they told me they're not going to kill her, but I'm not totally convinced of that. And I kind of did it anyway, but I kind of did it in, in a, in a fit of passion. I kind of did it impulsively and I regret it. And the thing is what they offered me was, um, I think someone else offered me a boatload of money to do this. Um, I think there, I want to say there's like some weird conspiracy stuff. Um, so, yeah, so I said, okay, you know, I'll keep you appraised of her movements and I'll whatever, set this thing up. But I do kind of regret it. And now I'm just kind of sitting there sweating, not really sure if it's going to happen or not. Are you sure you've not seen this movie? I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, I have a question, though. Uh, who? Do you know who asked you oh, to do this? I don't know. Um... Who would want to have some random pop star killed? I don't know. Someone from a rival recording. Excuse me. What? Excuse me. She is not a <laughs> random pop star, miss. <laughs> she is Rachel Marin, the queen of the night. Was it Was it the Scapellis? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> God, I can't believe there's two of you here. 
<laughs> okay, it's definitely Scapelli because, um, because yeah, she has been actively blocking a lot of his like development stuff. Um, you know, she's she's blocking a lot of that like crappy gentrification stuff that's happening and like making it inconvenient for him and using her power, um, and like influence. So she's been a very very vocal anti you know property development um, advocate and like anti gentrification advocate. So yeah, Scapelli's trying to have her taken out. Okay, just to be clear, <laughs> we are saying that these are the same Scapellis from the Super Mario Brothers live action movie. Canonically same yes, universe. absolutely. Yeah, 100%. I would like to change my character, please. <laughs> I could be Mario. Actually, I do have one more question then. So in the movie, in the movie, Rachel Marin like lives in a mansion. Um does she, if she's anti-gentrification, where does she live? Oh, you know, somewhere it's just like old money. <laughs> like, it's just been like that for a long time. <laughs> also, she could just be like... Yeah, she still lives in a mansion, just not like a new mansion. Yeah. I think also there's just kind of like a hypocritical celebrity thing going on, too, where she's like, I'm going to go to this gala that's like, you know, that's, that you know, to do this philanthropic thing. But my actions don't necessarily reflect uh the the opinions that i hold you know the, she's she's complicated you saved the queen's life once how um i want alex to answer that question you saved the queen's life once how um okay uh i like the idea of oh cuz i'm her sister right so what if that was like when we were kids mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, when we were really, really young, um, we were like at our family, we were like at the lake and she fell in and no one, everyone kind of thought that, that it was fine. And I was the only one who realized like, oh, I think she's like hurt. I think she may have hit her head. So I, I pulled her out of the lake and, um, and I don't think I really lorded it over her, but I do think that every time we got in an argument as teens, I would have brought it up and be like, you owe me your life, you know? I have a question. What's the name of the lake? I I have no idea. <laughs> Weed, Weed Bottom. Lake Weed Bottom. Yep. That famous lake. Very difficult. Easy to get caught in because of all the weeds at the bottom of it. <laughs> it's where Harrison Feeler talks about it all the time on his radio show. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Jensi, you can read the card that you just drew, or you can draw another one. Um, okay. Thank you. I'm going to read the one I just drew. What part of this journey will be the most difficult, and how do you pull the rest of the retinue through it? I think that I've got a few different answers for this, because me personally, I am finding this journey difficult in ways, and I think that all of the retinue is finding this journey difficult in other ways. So I feel like for me personally, I'm super in love with the queen, like romantically. And, um, and that's difficult for me because, I mean, first of all, I'm just a bodyguard. So, I mean, <laughs> what's the biggest pop star care about a bodyguard? But also, it's hard not to get distracted and... And to let my feelings cloud my judgments and the situation. Um, but I think that the rest of the retinue is also finding the difficult, uh, the journey really difficult because everyone's tensions are really high right now. Because um, even though we are going to this really well-protected place. I mean, there is definitely someone who is trying to kill her. And so I know that she's re feeling really on the edge and really upset and everyone's feeling really upset, um, feeling really stressed out and, and worried about that. So um, I am trying to help do my part to pull the rest of the retinue, th retinue through it by trying to act as calm and confident and assured as I can in hopes that everyone else will follow suit or maybe feel more comforted. And do you feel like that's working? It's hard to tell. 
I mean, I, I would hope that it would be, but I don't know. I, I can't really tell like what state people would be in if I wasn't doing that or if my efforts are helping at all. I feel like we could be in a worse state though, so maybe it's helping a little. What brings out the queen's kindness? Um, what brings out the queen's kindness? Brunch. <laughs> <laughs> I want to have brunch with my friends. I would say being around people. Being being around, and, and not just, just uh, like her close friends, being around just anyone brings out the queen's kindness. Uh, she loves she loves hearing the people, talking to the people, performing for the people. Uh, the queen just loves being around anyone, and she's easy to be around. What promise did the queen make to you before this journey? Do you think she'll keep it? I asked her. It wasn't okay that I asked her this. But I said, don't fall in love with him. <gasps> oh, that's so dramatic. <laughs> Honey, I'm worried about you. Don't fall in love with him. He's bad news. He just comes and he goes from people's lives. He's not going to stay. It's what drivers do. <laughs> I think I'm talking about Frank. I know. But, um, just to be clear, um, and I say he won't. He won't stay there. Like, like I. And then he like catches up. He says, like, like we will. Tony, did she promise? Oh yeah, she wanted to make me feel good, like she always does. But I don't think she meant it. I, I think she meant it. I don't think she realizes she didn't mean it. When was the last time the queen hurt you? Oh Oof. boy. Um, are you st are you stacking this deck? <laughs> <laughs> Is that just how this works? Do you just start seeing things in a different light the further yeah, it goes that's along? Yeah, kind of how it goes. I know it's hard to. Pat, pat yourself on the back, but that's pretty brilliant. <laughs> Things get complex, you know. It's it's more about what the what the players bring to it. Um, when was the last time the queen hurt you? Um, I feel like maybe I'm open to suggestions if people have an idea. I'm playing the sister, right? And she's obviously done something to upset me recently because I did uh, agree to have a hit taken out on her. Um, well, if we're talking about the movie. Uh, she, the sister's very jealous of uh, Rachel because she started a band in high school and it was pretty popular and then Rachel joined and like stole the show and then Rachel became very famous and she kind of just lives in her sister's shadow. Okay, perfect. Her whole life. Perfect, because what I was thinking was I feel like what she would do to hurt me is like make light of my own creative career. Um, I think... Like, I, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm not, you know, a, a singer like she is, but like, I'm, you know, I play music or I want to be a session musician or I, um, you know, I, I want to get more involved in acting and do some theater. And she was really, went to, I, I got a part in a play and she was like, oh, that's really fun for you. I hope you have a good time with that. Ouch. And I was just like, oh, like just so easily dismissed, like so easily put down. It was, it was pretty rough. I love that you didn't give up on creativity. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's interesting that that was very like, it was ouch, but it was also like, you know, maybe if you're putting me down, that means you are a little bit threatened by me, which is not a power I thought I had over her. What makes the queen beautiful in your eyes? Well, obviously she's a very beautiful woman. She's constantly... <laughs> Um, shown in the media as being one of the most beautiful women of all time. So that's pretty clear, but I really feel like her beauty goes a lot deeper than that. I feel like just the way that she makes people feel special and the way that even though she is 
a big star and often the center of attention and she loves being around people, she makes everyone she talks to feel like she actually is listening to them and seeing them and that she cares about them. And I think that that's a real, really rare quality in people. And so I think it, I think that that's very beautiful. Me and Frank have a fight for no reason. <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> we mess up a kitchen real bad and don't clean it up. <laughs> what did you bring with you that endangers the queen? What 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 time period are we gonna, are we gonna do this modern day? Nah, let's put it in the nineties. Dang it! Okay. okay, I don't know. I think you get to. I think you get to decide if you if you need it. If if that helps you make your scene, I think you can decide that. I don't. I was about to say I was like live tweeting our whole <gasps> journey. That's amazing. Oh, no. That's yeah. amazing. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, do it. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. while while I'm driving, I'm just like, hey y'all, just here, you know, chauffeur and the queen around. We're, we're going Aren't to you the driving? Oscars. Should you be doing that? <laughs> yeah, that's why it's endangering the queen, isn't it? Yeah, okay, all right. It's yeah. endangering the queen on so many levels. <laughs> Henry, no. Mm-hmm. It's like here we're just going around twenty fifth and second. <laughs> oh no. Are you also are you also gramming it? Oh, it's it's grammed. It's fine. It's uh, TikTok. It's on every platform. I got my shades on. I'm like, I've got like three different phones set up to catch like every <laughs> angle of my face. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Yeah. No further. <laughs> no, I think it's great. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, God. I'm so afraid. It was... Well, I, I no, guess I better read, read it. Read it. When, <laughs> yeah. When did you know you were in love with the queen? I think it was a little thing. I think it was something that it, when I... If I told someone, and I'll tell you, of course, but if I told someone, they would be like, that's it? I think she just said, I like your jacket. You look handsome today or something. That's it. And that was it. It it, it was, a, I'd known her a while at that point. Um, and I'd kind of, you know, in quotation marks, loved her before she hired me. I was a fan in that sense. You know, everyone loves her. But no one loves her like I do. And I believe that she could love me. That if she can see past things like that, if she can see the details in me, then it could work. One question, though. What was the jacket? You know what? It was just a secondhand jacket. It was corduroy. I just got it from a secondhand store in case I ever needed to look a little bit nice, even just a little bit around her. It's not a nice jacket. I wouldn't have thought, but she said it looked good on me. Why do you think the queen trusts you enough to bring you on this journey? Hmm. That's a good question because she knows that I'm very jealous of her. Um, and she like, we've obviously had our differences and we've had a lot of conflict Um, but I think she trusts me, even if she can't trust me to always be happy for her or be happy with her or to like her, she knows that I love her. She knows that I think she really, really believes that I don't want her to actually get hurt. And maybe that's a little bit misplaced because apparently in a fit of anger, that's not accurate. But when she thinks about our relationship, this is what, how I see it. I'm like, oh, right. You know, we have our differences. But to her, she's like, but I would never want anything bad to happen to you. And obviously you feel the same way. Like, that's how she expresses it. Do you regret that you have broken that trust? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I don't know what to do about it. The idea of even confessing to it is too, is too brutal. <gasps> the queen is under attack. Do you defend her? Do I say it first? You go first. We'll go in turn order. And you can just say okay. one word or you can give a whole explanation, but it's just, just answer the question. That's all you need to do. Yes, with my life. Why? I mean, at the most basic, basic level, it is because it is my job. This is what I am here to do. 
But more than that, because I love her. And because I'm willing to put my life on the line. I'm willing to give up my life to save hers. I, def I, I won't throw myself over her, but I will bravely drive her away from danger. I think, I think Tony... It's it's the Titanic ending, right? Like he he'll he'll never he'll never have what he wants, and he he also has to prove that, like at least to himself, that the love is real. And I I think I think he he dies in maybe keeping keeping her safe. Do you get some last words there, Tony? Do you like my jacket? I bought it for the night just for you. <laughs> Tony, no! Okay, I have to answer this too. Um, I'm so torn. I'm really, really torn. Uh, I think, I think yes or no, both totally plausible for this character. And I think defending her is so beautiful. Like, I regret, I'm, I'm going to defend her. Yeah, there's part of me that wants to say no. I just slink away in shame and it's very sad. But uh, no, I think actually I... I'm 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 going to defend her. I'm going to try to right the wrong that I did. And I'm going to try to keep her safe. And if if when all this is over, I'm going to tell her everything and I'm going to apologize. I want us I want us to have a good relationship. I want us to love each other and get over this this jealousy and um and all this stuff that we've had since we were kids, the resentment. Yeah, I want a fresh start. So, I'm going to I'm going to defend my sister. That's the game. Yeah. The end. Yay. Yay. That was awesome. Oh my gosh. That was so much fun. Thank you. I found this because I, I said I was on Twitter. I was like, are there one hour games? Which I knew that was true. I'd heard of lasers and feelings, but I wanted people to tell me about them because I'd had this idea to maybe do it in one hour. And I was told that this game was life changing. Um, And like, yeah, I'm a little bit like, <laughs> I'm a little emotional right now. <laughs> I'm so glad. Honestly, all of you just like really took the game and like really like met it on its own terms and like took it seriously, but like still incorporated a lot of humor and like just were super brave with like the with adapting on the fly. Just wonderful to play with. Thank you so much for playing my game. I really, really had fun. Thank you for Thank making you. this game. It was not difficult to adapt it. I thought we would have to do a lot more of that. And um no, it was it was it played easy. That's awesome. I you really picked the right premise though, like the bodyguard thing. Like it just it grafts on pretty well. It it was it was a bit of a miracle that I, that those two things came together. But they did. Wow. But they but they sure did. Um, tell people how they can get this game, please. Absolutely. Um, so you can go to roll20.net and pick up the roll20 module so that you can play it online with your friends. Um, or uh, if you go to Evil Hat's website. Um, Evil Hat Productions is the publisher, um, then uh, you can order it from them. Um, but also you can go to your friendly local game store and they will have a copy or they will order a copy for you. Um, so yes, lots of different ways to get the game. And if you go to, I believe, bit.ly slash for the queen RPG, I'm checking that as we speak. Yes, great. That will take you um, to like the newsletter that we have for it. Um, yeah, so if you want updates and such. So, yeah, and if you if you want to know where I'm at and how to follow my other projects, I have a Patreon. So um, if you want to know, I'm hoping to eventually work on a sequel to this game. Um, so if you're curious about that or about the other games that I've published or little things that I'm putting out, um, I'm working on a new podcast right now. All of that is at patreon.com slash helloalexroberts. So I would love to see you there. Also, thank you to the very talented Amanda Cole for letting us use um, her performances of the Whitney Houston songs from The Bodyguard that you've heard in this episode. Uh, you can find her on YouTube. I will put a link to that YouTube channel in the show notes for this episode. As for us, uh, once again, we'll do a rehash for this, which is kind of 
you can kind of think of it as the commentary track, but it's at the end of the thing we do instead of during it, you know. Um, uh, we'll do that'll be a Patreon exclusive this time. Um, it's not up there as of now, but we'll we'll get up there soon. Uh, our next thing we're doing, our next movie we're re- we're redoing, uh, is Pixels, the 2015 Adam Sandler movie Pixels, and the first episode of that will go up. Two weeks from now, which should be October 13th. Yes, October 13th. If you want to be a patron, you can go to patreon.com slash roleplayretcon for that. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at roleplayretcon. And we have a Discord, which we would love for you to join. We have a lot of fun there. Well, uh, thanks again, Alex, for joining us. Uh, That's all we got for you. Hope we see you in two weeks for Pixels. Okay, bye everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye kisses. Also, Jinsi, I just feel like you're the most romantic person here. Well, I don't know a lot about Alex. I don't know. Alex made a whole romance game. Maybe I'm very wrong about that. Yeah, but I got it out of my system, you know. I don't care. care. (laughs) She's like, well, that's over. Jinsi is just always sort of overflowing That's perfect. Okay, great. Well, we have Frank then. There we go. Although also Alexander is married. That's also not fair. Yeah. Take. I love my wife. Take that. I got him. <laughs> got him. <laughs>